Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. We are here. It's me. It is. There we go. Smith and Jones routine there, isn't it? I don't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it though. It's good. Come straight from my brain to your ears, isn't it? Yeah. With some editing in between, of course. I, yes, all of that's been cut out and redone four times. <laughs> that is always the case. So, Dean, shut your mouth and show me what you did. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm like this increasingly short preamble. So let me just uh, bring up the uh, bring up the file <laughs> I wanted to show you. Uh, takes a couple of seconds, as we know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit quieter this week. It is. I, I sort of mix up bits. It's got a few uh, dialed up sounds on you know, on YouTube. I'll pick a different each time. Tell them it's from YouTube. Oh, well, okay. Um, Behind the curtain, if you know. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, so if anything, that sounds worse than normal. So I'm going to stop actually, that. It did, actually, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm sort of, now I'm thinking about Stuart Lee's time. You know, how long can I do this before it becomes funny again? Yeah. And I'm thinking, we, we, I hope it gets indicated. <laughs> <laughs> Not that thing that happens with podcasts. You know, but. Well, I, I'm glad that uh, you've got some kind of idea behind it, Dean. <laughs> and I, I hope you persist with it, and I hope it brings you immense joy. <laughs> Seems unlikely, but here we go. Okay, so my choice this week is the 2007 Morrison's Christmas advert. Right, okay. Let's have a look at this. Do you know what I'm of? Is that Lulu? That is Lulu, yes. Okay. Fresh Christmas. A fresh Christmas. Fresh That's Christmas. Freeze never caught on. No. She's just peering through people's windows. Uh-huh. Creepy, creepy. She's stolen that trolley from the shop and she's wheeling <laughs> yes. it down the street. I mean, quick, she's driving a trolley down the street. <laughs> Who's that? Tess Daly. The old dairy. That's Lulu again, that's her name. Yes. How about not Lulu? <laughs> so let's not do that. Yeah. I like thinking big targets, see? I'm, I'm punching up by having a go at Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> Alan. Make it a fresh Christmas at Morrison's. All right. So, okay. That's the uh, Morrison's Christmas advert. Right. Um, I so I think I first heard about this by Charlie Brooker or something, because uh, it, um, I think this is just before the John Lewis advert became like the the, the event of the season. Oh, in, yeah. In this capitalist hellscape that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. When we were kids, it was a Coca Cola truck. Now it's the John Lewis advert. You've, uh, some company's got to be in charge of Christmas, as you know. Yes. And the Toys R Us. Oh, yes, it's uh, long gone now, yeah. R.I.P. Jeffrey. Oh, so. yeah. They had to have a shot. <laughs> oh, God. It should have been that. <laughs> like Ted Turner's End of the World in montage they had. Um, that's a whole other thing. Mm. I might, I might, I might we pick that one. We yeah, might, <laughs> I might pick that. Um, so, yeah, so you know, I think there was, around this time, memory serves, like there was a sort of uh, jostling for superiority uh, amongst the supermarket ad- Christmas adverts. Right. They were a big deal. And this was Morrison's effort. Yeah. And I think... It actually is counterproductive as an advert. Okay. Because I think it makes Morrison's look worse. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, maybe say, at this time, um, Tesco's had just got the Spice Girls on their advert because they right. just made the, making their comeback. They were sort of, it's like a month long window. They're like, oh my God, they're coming back. And oh they, yeah, I remember uh, But then that. Yeah, it just yeah. didn't work out for them, but there was a hype at the time. Mm. Uh, I think Sainsbury's did some sort of straightforward, look at a nice family, cozy Christmas vibe. Right. But Morrison's <laughs> went for this, this, uh, Star-studded advert, yeah. <laughs> which uh, and I need to bring up the um, 
uh, the list of people who are in the advert. Okay. Uh, I think you'll see my point when, when I do that. Uh, see, let me see how many I could name from uh, yeah, okay, from, from memory. Yeah. So there was Lulu, obviously. Yeah, she was she's the, the main one. She was like the ghost of Christmas past, just going around these places. Mm-hmm. There was Alan Hansen right at the end. Mm-hmm. He was shopping for one. There was Tess Daly. I thought I saw her in a red dress. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the version of the Take That song, Let It Shine, I don't yeah. think that was actually Take That singing it. Quite possibly. It may have been because like, that was doing their sort of post-comeback. I think because they had a comeback. Then yeah. the Spice Girls, oh, that as well. Right, yes. I think that was part of the thinking. Um, but I can't remember any others. No, well, the famous thing, names. Uh, the, the woman to whose house they were looking into, the fact that was Gabby Logan. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was Gabby Logan. Um, yeah. if you, you, I think you might have noticed that uh, you obviously clearly missed that in the street, the snowball fight was uh, Nick Hancock. Right. It was the uh, Nick Hancock okay. kind of fight. Um, we've, uh, we've worked with Nick Hancock before. Well, I was going to mention yeah. that as well, yes. Um, there's an Irish gardener from the, with a garden ground for a show. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. I thought he was like a Mr. Darcy impersonator or something. God, I thought I mean, that was a nod to that. Mm, but I pro- mean, he might be doing that these days. His, I do not know. <laughs> his name is something like Dermal or something like that, is it? Quite possibly. Right. Yeah, and that woman on the balcony was Denise Van Outen. Oh, it was Denise? Yes. Oh, she's uh, much better than Tess Daly. Yes, yes. Um, but the thing is, we <laughs> sent me all this advert, it's got, it's got all the big names. It's got Lulu, Nick Hancock, yeah. Alan Hansen, <laughs> Gabby Logan. We put all those names together, a lot of phrases come to mind, but it's not Avengers Assemble. <laughs> it's, um, I don't, I don't, no disrespect meant to any of them, but this is the Christmas advert. This is yeah. meant to be like, you know, pulling out all the stops. <laughs> and you've got Nick Hancock in 2007. <laughs> and I would say that actually is counterproductive because, yeah. Nothing against Nick Hancock. Like I said, we have a, stri- a sort of a, a vague connection to him in that we both wrote our Sunday's writing on a Welsh Radio Wales panel show, which he was one of the guests on that evening. That's right. Yes. And I think, well, again, he was very big in the 90s. They think it's all over and stuff. But I think when he gets to the point where he's he's on shows that we are working on, I think his, yeah. his peak has passed. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a fair statement. So this is meant to be like, you know, look how cool, look how brilliant this is. But none of the food looked like it was finished to me. No, no. I think that was... Again, that's another thing. It's sort of just cheapness. Like that's that yeah. advertising food. But they haven't done an extra step to make it look like authentic food. Yeah. Because you've seen all those tricks. Like, oh, ice cream is actually mashed potato. Yeah, and yeah. the steamy pies actually have a microwave tampon behind them. And that's right. that's, that's, that's part okay. of the trick. That's where the steam comes from. That's the steam. Uh, yeah. so put the water in it first, and then microwave it. You know, right. Just, okay. Microwave a tampon. Just a flame <laughs> Burning tap on. Yeah. I'll make food look extra appetizing. It sounds quite nice, actually. Wouldn't yeah. you? I'll try it. <laughs> How much is it? Yeah. So, but no, this is like it, it is. To me, it makes Morrison's look worse because everyone else has got like the big names out, and this seems like if you've got you no, know, it's like a last minute ring round. Like who's available? Who's left? It's a weird um, mix of people. Yeah. Like you got Logan. She was doing the turkey at the start. You mm. said, and you got Hanson. Going around the supermarket at the end. They're both ostensibly sports TV yes. presenters. Lulu. I wonder why she was there. Lulu is one of those ones which it's like, I think we've listened to the, uh, the chart music podcast. They've said this a few times. Like she's, the BBC decided she was going to be a household name. And, and so no, it was. Yeah. And no resistance was, uh, was contemplated or countenanced. And I, yeah. again, I have nothing really against her, but she's just one of those, we all like Lulu, right? And then that's, that's it. Mm. Hancock, I didn't even notice he was there. So you, you yeah. um, and then the the gardening fella, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's it's a real grab bag. It's, it's slim pickings when it comes to big celebrity endorsements. Mm. Now, when you 
you know, I've written about this in my next book. The whole thing about celebrity endorsements is you go with people who are high status and liked slash loved because people say, oh, that, that celebrity who I like is endorsing this thing. So I want to be like them. So I will buy this thing. Or, you know, they sort of, well, I, I want to be like them, uh, or like they, I trust them. So when you've got people like, like, well, you think, is that, is that, is that Gabby Logan? <laughs> or, yeah. Why is, why is Alan Hansen here? <laughs> of all the people. <laughs> I mean, that could have been, like, that's just where they all live. I guess yeah. Going they, for. yeah. Like, uh, the prisoner or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Chase balloons down the yeah. street. That's, that was the uncut version. Yeah. I think yeah. Alan Hansen was number five. <laughs> If that's a sports joke, that's I mean, a sports joke. Okay. I, I, I don't have the way with all to recognise it. Joke was stretching a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I can't really point fingers in that regard. I think, Dean, uh, in order to get a full opinion on uh, whether that advert was poor or good, I need to see some of the other uh, Christmas adverts from the other supermarket chains from 2007. Does YouTube have these? I imagine it does. Um, Let's have a quick look. No, it's... Okay, let's have a look at Tesco's first, then, Dean. What have we got here? Now, that's a, a woman shimmering. It's Victoria Beckham. And Victoria Beckham. See, they're already off to a flyer. Mm. She's going to... It's all the Spice Girls. Yeah. Ah, yes. With the brain acting skills. Yeah. Well, this is, doesn't shout Christmas, really, either, no, does it? No, There's no, a Christmas tree there. But they are famous, you see. That's... They are, yeah. So... Okay, I can see what they're doing here, though. I mean, there's, there's there's more consistency to it. Those people would all, you know, yeah, they are part of an ensemble. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're for Sainsbury's as well. Let's check Sainsbury's. Jamie Oliver. Oh, Jamie Oliver, of course. This was his uh, hero. Fat mouth. <laughs> Is it Jamie Oliver or Jeremy Renner? <laughs> I was going to say that. Yes. If only, if only had an app of some sort yeah. to find out. <laughs> Now, see, to me, this is the better the advert here, because he's obviously food-related. Yes. And he's showing food. Yes. That looks edible. Yes, the Morrisons went at a half-finished cake and yeah. a turkey that bloody yeah, Yorath, Rosvin, whatever her name was. Was it <laughs> Yorath or Logan yeah. or what? Logan, yeah. Yeah, she was just slapping bacon on it. Yeah. It uh, looks like a... That's a real true. dog's dinner. I wonder if Asda did one as well. Asda's does get it down. As does they're going to have somebody slapping their ass or something. Now. Sla- I forgot that was their slogan. I thought it was a wild accusation. <laughs> <laughs> is this it? Oh, no. This is a terrible copy. What the hell is this, No, Dean? this doesn't work. Dean, you've stumbled across some kind of snuff film. Turn it off yeah, quickly. 2006. I mean, they didn't do one. They don't have to do one, do they? Um, just to get a little Marks and Spencer's. I heard that was one as well. I think they've had the same advert for like 30 years, haven't they? It's yeah, just that posh woman whiffing on about how delicious things are. Yeah. Oh, hang on, what's this? Uh, it's, it, now this is something a bit different, isn't it? This is radically different. It's like some kind of old Hollywood except Twiggy there. Five dazzling beauties together. Ah, Christmas ah, bells. Ah, Christmas bells. L-E-S in the end, I see. Like, Mark Spencer isn't just a food shop. No, of course not, no. Oh, yeah, it's the... I remember this, like, the ensemble of models thing. Well... I don't know if festive boobs are a thing I want to get into. Chance would be a fine thing. (laughs) That is the present. Oh, please turn it off. Yeah. Well, because I think that sort of that advert made me think Morrison's was struggling. Yes. I think in this country we have tiers of supermarkets. We've got the big ones... Tesco's, Asda, Sainsbury's, 
Uh, I put Little and Aldi up there now because I think they're the yeah. cheap ones, but they are still omnipresent. Yeah. I mean, Morrison's is in there, but mm. that made me think either it's either it's in there and it's or it's in danger of relegation. Yes. Or it's like in the lower league and trying to work its way up. Right. And right. Play with the big boys because I think next rung down, then I say Morrison's and Co-op. Uh, I think the M&S and Waitrose then, because they're, they're a bit more specialist. Mm, okay. Um, under that, I think you've got the local ones, like your nieces. Your, yeah, yeah. Your, I think in the north yeah. you've got Nestor or something, haven't they? So, yeah. so I think Morrison wants to, wants to be a top-flight supermarket, and I think it is, but that suggests me like they are, you know, there's bad, bad management in the club. They, mm, yeah. <laughs> they want to mm. lose some of their star players, and they're, they're, they're well, at least in 2007. Yeah. But then I sort of think... It, we know like, a lot of new, new supermarkets we grew up with are just not there anymore. Like Gateway. No, Gateway, Safeway. Giant, Safeway, uh, Quick Save. Quick Save, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Quick Save, I was in there as a, as a child once in the cafe yeah. and I saw a man stab himself in the hand with a fork repeatedly. <laughs> and then another woman, she had about 20 cups, uh, spoons of sugar in her tea. Very strange atmosphere in that Tesco's in Bregent. Yeah, you know, Tesco's, Quick, Quick Save. Yeah, they, they were... Um, Gateway, that's another one. Remember Gateway. That one. Remember Pioneer? Pioneer, yes, that's yeah. another one. Food oh, Giant. Yeah, Food Giant, one. yeah. Well, I had a chicken from Food Giant, it was all like a green boil inside it. <laughs> Burst. Father <laughs> was outraged. <laughs> oh, he's tamping. <laughs> Take about it, they charge him extra for that. Yeah. That <laughs> was garlic butter, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been garlic butter. <laughs> back in the, but, but, you know, it's, I know, you know the economy is a complex thing, the marketplace, bad management, murders, customer specialization, you know, competition and stuff. But when something like, I don't know, a travel agent goes under, like, well, obviously travel is expensive, different holidays and stuff. Or in Woolworths, like, you, know, you, you don't have a niche in this world anymore. But when a supermarket goes under, I always think, like, how did that happen? Because yeah. my business went under, what are you selling? Oh, food. <laughs> <laughs> well, did people stop wanting food? Did they? <laughs> yeah, no, no one wants food these days. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, just full of synthesizers now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it a specialist food shop? No, quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, so literally all the food. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not get customers <laughs> when you sell all the food? But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so like, I, you know, I've, which, the whole, um, you know, you know, parasocial relationships, the whole celebrity iconic. When you bring in people who are like, when we think, are they celebrities? Why are they in this? That sort of completely undoes the, the effect. And to me, it's like when, um, I told us recently actually, I went, I used to go to work. I used to walk past a cafe and it said on it, like, uh, voted best coffee shop in Wales, uh, 2003. Right. And this was like 2015. Yes. <laughs> what, what's happened since? Yeah. <laughs> if any, if you hadn't mentioned that, I'd be less suspicious. Now, yeah. now, now I'm worried. <laughs> so like, when you sort of, there's a cutoff point, surely we should stop using people yeah. who were famous once. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just wondering how, you know, what, what were they thinking really? Yeah. Yeah, they could have done a lot better. I haven't, um, should we have a look at the Christmas address from last year? See if they've improved. Oh yeah, good point. Just to be thorough about it. Yeah, because then they, they got Ant and Decker on at one point, didn't they? So they must have re-splashed really out. Oh, there we go. See, there's probably a change in management there. Uh, this is the most recent one it says. Have you heard about Father Christmas? You mean mm-hmm. Father Christmas, right? No. But he brings us the presents. Two modern children? Yeah, this, this, this is, um, Christmas. Who's that? Farmer Christmas, apparently. Farmer Christmas. Is he famous? Or is he just like a, a store or thing? I think it's just, I think they might have abandoned the celebrity angle. Yeah. Well, they got a CGI uh, threshing machine. Yeah. 
Well, this is much higher quality production yes. value, isn't it? Yeah, but it is. Is it David Letterman? <laughs> it's got the same beard, yeah, that's right. I would call it career change. Yeah. <laughs> I can give it my chat show, I'm going to be in the Morrison's <laughs> Christmas hat. <laughs> and look, they're actually showing cooked food. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? So we can say that the Morrison's have improved their uh, output. Yes, I think it's fair to say that. Yeah. Technology moves on, and so do we. Good. So yeah, so that's the Morrison's Christmas out of it. What do you think? I'm going to give it a strong three out of five, Dave. <laughs> I thought you might. Yeah, I'm going to give it uh, also a three out of five. Yeah. I don't. I feel bad for the celebrities in it because they've done nothing wrong. They've done nothing. Apart from maybe Lulu, she's always seemed a little bit suspect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, but I think their presence uh, is counterproductive in ways that are not not their responsibility. Yeah. And I think that shouldn't be rewarded. That sort of approach. I think I might uh, I might even lower my ending oh, because. Right? Um, I, I'm thinking about it now. It didn't make me want to eat anything. That's true, yes. It actually was, again, counterproductive. Yeah. It was actually, didn't we see someone putting raw bacon on a cooked turkey? And I think that's not a good <laughs> idea, is it? That was uh, one of those Gabbies, wasn't it? <laughs> one of the Gabbies. Yeah, I think they were all in there, weren't they? Yeah, all the Gabbies. Gabby, Roslyn, Logan, a bongla hole. <laughs> I'm sure he was there as well. <laughs> I don't know. Who is that? That's another football reference. Okay, good. Because uh, like, I think if I don't understand something, it seems either politics or sport. You know, yep, I'll happily uh, let that wash over me like a, like a calming balm. Ah, good. Speaking of calming balms, here's some little sounds. <laughs> So we're back, and we're going to uh, me showing Dean something. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely no sound to this whatsoever. Dearie me, this is... I think of the preamble some podcasts have, like it's like 45 minutes worth of, so how are you? (laughs) (laughs) And I just said, it's me, this is a section where I show you something. How entertaining is that? Yeah, but it's efficient, though. It is efficient. Well, edit all this out. (laughs) No, no. Bring it back in and don't edit it out. Here we go, Dean. Have a look at this. This is there. Now, this is a man, and I believe he's currently resided in California. Okay, okay. And for the past 40 years, he has publicized the theory that Stephen King, the author, murdered John Lennon. Right, okay. <laughs> and his main means of publicizing this theory is to drive around a bus <laughs> covered in slogans. Yep. Which... State uh, such things. Author Stephen King murdered John Lennon. King isn't denying it. LennonMurderTruth.com. Uh, Nixon's sick trick on you. Nixon's involved too. Apparently. Yeah, he's uh, involved too, yeah. Chapman story, media hoax. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest, when you first showed me this, I thought this was some sort of dark, only fools and horses tribute. It just, yeah, it's <laughs> it a yellow like, van. It does look like the back of the, yeah. the Trotter's Independent Traders van. This is his latest van. There's a picture of the old van he used to have, which um, it's, it's more of a... Like a What's VW yeah. camper van sort of thing, which on the side says, Stephen Wait, King shot one? John Lennon. Yeah, it does definitely say that. That's what it says there. Uh, but the, uh, the one thing, this one looks like it's got better graphic design on it because it's yeah. far more neat and tidy. Yeah. Which suggests, if that other one's a more modern one, that um, whatever malady is afflicting this man is uh, progressing somewhat. Yeah. Uh, apart from the theory, the, the theory itself, which is quite interesting. Um, okay. Some of the slogans really entertain me. Okay. So we've got things like jail Stephen King now, stand up to the cover up, be better than you are, care. <laughs> That's care yes. Nixon, Reagan, Stephen King, conspiracy. Reagan's involved too, okay. Yeah, so he's involved too. Which is looking last year, people. 
face up to the facts, and then my personal favourite, smell your nightmare. <laughs> what smell your nightmare means, and how it relates to Stephen King murdering yeah. John Lennon, I do not know. <laughs> I've, I've had nightmares, but this isn't like the... Uh... <laughs> one of the most prevalent themes of my nightmares. No. We're covered in sweat. Well, what if Stephen King was writing the John Lennon's fascination? <laughs> and the word smell it. Smell yeah. your nightmare. Oh. It's a really weird... I, I was thinking about this the other day because I was writing, again writing something and um, remember that show Fear Factor? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, when you had to like touch a spider. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. And I remember watching that uh, when it first came on. I think it was a bit full on, but you know, it's reality TV. It's not meant to be uh, particularly ethical or, you know, uh, coherent, but one of the challenges, or which came up a few times, was to eat, like, eight inches of raw horse intestine. Delicious. And I was thinking that... Yeah. Wasn't that on that Morrison's advert? One of the gabbies just yeah. pulling out the guts of a horse. <laughs> it's all raw, of course. Nothing's cooked on the Morrison's advert. Oh, giraffe, of course, as well, because obviously Jeffrey died. Oh, Jeffrey, poor old Jeffrey. Yeah, that's what they uh, yeah. utilised his... Nick uh, Hancock his bearing down on Jeffrey. <laughs> I haven't eaten in years. <laughs> Knife and fork in hand. <laughs> it's a lovely image. Um, but I digress. Carry on. Yes, but the... Uh, oh, yeah. So they were on the show eating like eight inches of horse. In, I don't know about eight inches, but that was apparently the, the assignment. Mm. And I'm thinking, because obviously this my mind works, is, I mean, yeah, I don't want to... Nobody wants to do that, but that's not a fear, is it? I mean, I don't think anyone, let's say, wakes up in a cold sweat thinking, oh, <laughs> glad I'm going to eat eight inches of horse intestine. <laughs> I mean, heights or, you know, spiders, snakes, yeah. the devouring raw horse intestine isn't one of those uh, common no. everyday phobias, is it? So. Yeah. Your wife leaving you, going to prison for a crime you didn't commit, <laughs> yeah. eating horse gut. Yeah, have to live on the run as sold as a fortune. Yeah. yeah. It's a terrible, terrible, but yeah. yeah. The, Cancer. <laughs> okay. Everybody's every afraid of that, isn't he? Yeah, totally. But yeah. Uh, just wasn't expecting it then. Yeah. But yeah, Getting so, dementia on the day that you start drawing your pension, that's <laughs> one of my big fears. I definitely don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> okay. It's going to, though. I can see it coming in. Well, that was really, really specific. I'm, I'm glad you've put some thought into this. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the, so the, do you have any details about the, the conspiracy? Is it what, what's, I do. What, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the thinking? Well, it seems to boil down to uh, the, the main evidence that this man's got is that uh, Stephen King looks a bit like Mark David Chapman. Maybe you'd like to take a picture, uh, have a look at a picture of you now, Dean, so yes, you to judge yes, yourself. I, I shall be an independent adjudicator. So, yeah, there they are, <laughs> Dean. They, they both got glasses and they've yeah. got like a round face. And that's all that, that 80s hairstyle. 80s big hair, yeah, side part in, brushed. Yeah, but beyond that. But you I wouldn't, wouldn't say, say they were twins. I wouldn't say it was a cast iron case. No, no. No. And then now, and the other part of his uh, theory is uh, absolute. Madness, I think, uh, mm. totally, Go on. C- totally crackers. It, um, it's a series of codes that the man um, has found in newspapers. Right, which okay, is, yeah, that, it often boils down to that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it so, does. Yeah. Okay, so but like you just like taking random pages and like put uh, <clears throat> like drawn a line between three different separate points and you find messages or something like that. Dean, you? you've described it to a team without even seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Let me show it to you, Dean. <laughs> okay. His code system, which he's cracked himself, is um, in the newspapers. I think he he, he read the Newsweek and uh, I want to say the New York Times, but I might be wrong. And basically, you know, in a newspaper where you'd have a subhead in or like um, uh, a random phrase in an article, 
which is in bold, and then the text, of the, the main text of the article yeah. continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's taken those subheadings as literal codes, <laughs> and um, and to me, they don't make um, much sense, um, or indeed relate to John Lennon or Stephen King in any way, shape, <laughs> or, or form. Or anything, really. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, scroll down there now, Dean. Okay. So, you can see examples of where he's found these um, the codes from, and uh, you can see there, exactly as you said, there's some words circled with lines going from one to the other. Yep. And here, this section now, Dean, mm-hmm. this is uh, a list of the the, the codes. Right. Uh, so, from issue dated the week of November 3rd, 1980 there, uh, from Time magazine, mm-hmm. politics from the pulpit, faculty, faculty silence, that's abominable. Uh, then, yeah, then you got Catholics, Nick's picks, and then there was one, ghostly cry. Yeah, right? Right. There's not a lot. No. Like, that's just typical newspaper writing, yeah? Yeah. It doesn't really relate to, to Lennon's murder. No, or any particular context. No. It does, yeah, it's very... It, it's sort of like, if you're going to go to the, the effort of revealing your secrets in, <laughs> in this very, very oblique way, to have that be coded as well. Seems yeah. Like, what are you trying to achieve here then? What, what, what's, what's the end game to this process of, I want people to know that Stephen King killed John Lennon. Well, I don't want them to be the end. Too... The end process, uh, the end game, Dean, is to get uh, Stephen King locked up. He right. must go to jail. Uh, there's a screed uh, on the on the homepage of this man's website where he's basically uh, linking the increase in uh, mass murders, uh, mass shootings in America... Yeah. Is, is a direct result of Stephen King not being in jail for John Lennon's murder. Okay, that's um, uh, bold. <laughs> so, and this man's been driving around the country for 40 years in a bus with all these things on. Uh, yeah. One of his main cases, again, why um, uh, Stephen King is uh, culpable for the, the murder of John Lennon is that Stephen King is not denying that he didn't. <laughs> Which probably is because he doesn't want to engage this nonsense <laughs> no. in any way at all. I mean, by that logic... Both Everybody, you and yeah. I killed John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, before we were born, even, which is quite an achievement when you think about it. Yeah, and that's exactly the sort of exactly the sort of watertight alibi which is too good to be true, isn't it? It is. Yeah, exactly. What are we trying to hide, Dean? Hide <laughs> the fact that we <laughs> retroactively killed a famous Beatle. Yeah, and uh, are now currently <laughs> hiding out by doing a podcast. <laughs> Which apparently nobody's listening to yeah. because oh, we haven't been sued or arrested once yeah. yet. Oh, what makes it worse? It was George Harrison that we killed. Edit that out, edit all that out. We killed the first Paul McCartney. That's right, yeah, yeah. Speaking of wild conspiracies yeah. involving Beatles. Um, yeah, so smell your nightmare. There's uh, <laughs> another little section on his website where, um, as I was saying, this guy's been on the road for 40 years, pretty much. He's a man, I think he says he's 68 years old now. And um, in a couple of years ago, he got in two uh, traffic accidents, which, you know, as mm. a man probably not fully in charge of his faculties, yeah, gonna... constantly driving all day long, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, getting on a bit in age, I imagine, two, two yeah. car accidents... <laughs> Um, would you, like this man, Dean, then think that was probably President Barack Obama uh, <laughs> organising a hit on you? Well, if I was this man, I'm pretty sure that's the first thing I'd yeah, Exactly, yes. Because that's exactly how I seem to think. Yes. So, um, yeah, this is a really, 
a really interesting in that because conspiracy is obviously a, a more common than ever now. Yeah, and I think that I would say is one of the more bigger risks of the internet than you know, people always say, "Oh, it's you know, ruining your attention span or you know corrupting your mental." Which it does do all these things. No, it doesn't do that. But like there are discussions to be had there. But I think one of the more overlooked issues of it, which has obviously come into the fore a lot, is that unlike the past, now if you have utterly in, inane or just ludicrous theory about something, you're almost guaranteed to find someone who agrees with you. Yeah. And because of the way we work, as soon as you find that, then suddenly it's, ah, ah, see, that's all you need. You can, yeah. like, you can throw reams of evidence to someone, but if someone else tells them, that's wrong, that is, because, ah, see, see, because yeah. Yeah, humans are ultra-social, we are. Yeah. Um, so this guy, but fair play to this guy, I suppose, for coming up with this theory in the early 80s, when yes. that was an option, and Clearly sticking with it. Persistence, yeah. <laughs> but does anyone share this? Uh, I'm assuming he must have some like, positive feedback. Well, I'm not sure. He's He's got a book and he will sell you a pamphlet for $10, but he can't accept PayPal at the moment because the website was hacked. <laughs> right. So you've got to send him uh, cash directly <laughs> to an like address. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't... I, I don't think there's a lot of people out there who actually believe this. There's, I think there's more widely believed conspiracy theories regarding Lenin's death. Mm. In that I think more people believe it was a, an assassination by the American government because yeah. he was preaching, uh, preaching, you know, Tolerance all you, yeah, 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 and, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, give peace yeah. a chance and all yeah. that stuff, which is probably absolute rubbish as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've also again, like he, de- I mean, he did have a the FBI did have a file on him though, but sure again, they, they would yeah. have had on everybody. Yes, anyone prominent who yeah. doesn't quite toe the line. I imagine that was a thing. I mean, I've also heard, like I mentioned, the uh, the idea that Paul McCartney died quite yes. early on and yeah, yeah. replaced by lookalike since yeah. and. <laughs> and this look like it's just really sort yeah. of st- stuck well, with it. In fairness, that looked like a hell of a songwriter, didn't it? Because <laughs> Paul McCartney's had a 40 year career yeah, after he died. Exactly, more successful than yeah. he was in many yeah. ways. So, like, I commit, so obviously. He does, method. yeah. He's yeah. a method. Yeah. Like, yeah. At this point, surely he can be he can be the actual Paul McCartney. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I've lived in Bush for yeah. twice as long and yeah. has had more songs. So, you are the actual Paul McCartney now, well That's right, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, if that was, which it isn't, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, well, the whole conspiracy thing is an interesting aspect of the human psyche as well, because part of it comes from a feeling of like isolation, rejection. You feel like you're separate from society for whatever reason, you know, mental issues, your social issues, like your, you know, your poor relationships with other people, whatever they yeah. are. And it gives you a sort of sense of community and superiority. Right, I yeah, that, I think that's... Uh, I spotted the truth which nobody else has, so I'm the best. Yeah. And if people join in, then of course you have friends and you have people backing you up and stuff. So that's normally how it goes. And this one, though, is, again, this is actually more impressive because I say that I've never heard this before and I don't think he's having much traction. No. Given he's like, driving around America on a bus. I mean, there aren't easier ways these days. You know, I bet no, if he set up a Facebook group, he'd just be, you know, you'd have plenty of people on his side in seconds. Yeah, but yeah. I think maybe it's because it's the targets of the conspiracy are so, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. People say, oh, it's the government. Or everyone, you know, boo the government, big, powerful government, you can take those on. Or, you know, sort of prominent left wing, right wing stuff. But Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, it was, why are you Stephen He's not the obvious choice no, of a target. No. <laughs> like, when I heard about it, I was like, why Stephen King? And I've, I've tried to find. Hmm. Apparently, Stephen King was in New York around that time, and he does look like this guy. Right. But apart from that, and, and his crazy coding system, I, there doesn't seem to be any real link. 
there's another section on his website where um he talks in 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 depth about um how how then the uh the CIA I think he says is is uh, try to do this or uh, then try to kill off Stephen King but the way he writes it is that it's a double bluff right. uh, so remember Stephen King was in like the, the car, car crash yeah. Yeah. where he he says that um they want they want to suggest the idea they they're toying with us in a way hmm. because uh, Stephen King was almost killed in a car crash and like that famous rock and roll playing car, Christine, one of Stephen King's books. Okay. <laughs> and apparently the driver of the car, not sure if this is actual or not, part of the, what really happened to Stephen King or not, was distracted by a dog in his car, much like the famous Cujo, one of Stephen King's books. Yeah. Now, those two things can't be a coincidence. <laughs> they are openly taking the piss <laughs> out of this Steve Lightfoot fella. I mean, <laughs> uh, we're just rubbing it in his face <laughs> again. It's a bit of a stretch. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, although I, w- I will say I I'm very very informed about Stephen King's car crash. Oh yeah. Um, if you haven't read the Dark Tower series, uh, spoiler warning: I'm going to ruin the end of it right now because okay. I'm assuming you're not going to skip away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stephen King's The Dark Tower series is his magnum opus. It's, it's, yes. It, it connects all his books together in the, the extended Kingiverse, and. It, they start off feeling quite profound. They're quite sort of, oh, he's, he's, I see it was maybe a bit different here. And they come, oh, quirky and interesting ideas. No, I don't agree with it. But clearly towards the end, he's, he's run an empty a bit because he writes himself into the book. Right. As he's one of the key pillars of reality, Stephen King, the writer. He right. writes himself. And his car crash is like uh, one of the things which could have ended the universe. Oh, God. And it does describe in intense detail where he was, how it happened, <laughs> who the guy was. Uh, oh, that's quite good. You know, the dogs were actually, there are two dogs in his car, uh, Rottweilers, and they were trying to get off to this hamburger meat, which he had in the front, because the guy was stoned out of his mind, apparently. Now, I don't know if that's actually what happened, or that just makes a better story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he goes into some depth about his, uh, his car accident, <laughs> so... If it, it could have been him just like, oh, I need a car accident to sell my books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm sort of tempted to give this one a sort of higher mark than I would otherwise because yeah. he's endured with this yes, theory. Right. And most conspiracy theories fall apart when I think when you know anything about how humans work in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. The moon landed one, so like, oh, well, it never happened. It's all a big cover up. So, yeah, but that means you're relying on. Hundreds of thousands of people yeah. maintaining a secret for what seems to be like 50, 60 years now. Yeah. And the Russians saying, oh, we'll just play along, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they have no way to prove it either way. Uh, which, like, no, that wouldn't happen. Just, like, it would be, be, be leaked within three weeks, at least, yeah. back then, because of technology. Um, but this one, like, it seems to be quite self contained. Yeah. It's all about Stephen King. And <laughs> yeah. He's waiting for Stephen King to break his silence on the matter. Yeah. So it's kind of sort of built in fail safes for the conspiracy. And I'm like, well, that's points to that, I guess. And the other thing he's got on his website there is letters from Stephen King. Uh, right. Where, uh, apparently Stephen King's writing under a pen name of, uh, C.C. Uh, Lee or something like that, right. which is probably just letters from somebody who isn't Stephen King. <laughs> quite, quite likely. I mean, he's not the only one who writes letters. No. The, um, no, it could be Richard Blackman. That was his other alias. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, yeah, I just like <laughs> just a list of cease and desist letters. <laughs> I represent the estate yeah. of Stephen King. <laughs> who do you think Bachman killed that? <laughs> and answer the question, which uh, the root of this podcast: Why does it exist? Um, I feel like it's just a somewhat disturbed man uh, acting out his internal life and really going for it, really committing. Yeah, 
in ways which are, I suppose, begrudgingly impressive. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what harm he's doing to anybody other than himself. I'm Stephen uh, King. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mild, 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 mild harm yeah. to Stephen King. I mean, yeah. I, uh, Stephen King was asked uh, in an interview um, if he killed John Lennon, okay. and he said no. Then left a lengthy pause and said, comment. <laughs> so I think he might be aware of this and is playing <laughs> that, along. That clearly just that can't be a coincidence. Yeah. Should I add comment to this or not? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go for it. Unless he was doing his cocaine phase when he was uh, off his box a lot. Yeah. That can happen. Yeah. So, uh, the John Lennon, Stephen King conspiracy theory. I'll give it uh, three out of five. Uh, I think I'll give it three out of five as well. It's quite entertaining, isn't it? Yeah. And I say it seems to be self-contained. Yeah. Unlike most conspiracies and... The guy seems to be only, quote-unquote, harming himself. And maybe he's happy. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Well, you were an author, Dean. Yes. Who were you going to kill? Uh, Who well, would you kill? I mean, present tense, past tense, we're talking about. Uh, well, in the future. I think we're a bit busy now. So who are you going to kill when you get a chance? Oh, it depends. Because music changes so much these days. You know? I don't know yeah. what they're at the moment. So. You sugar babes, that's what you... you oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, like, it's like trying to kill the Hydra. It's <laughs> just like four more pop up when you try that. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Great anyway, stuff. Good stuff. Hello, we're back, and we're on to section three, the fabled... <laughs> fabled now, isn't it? It's fabled. Marvellous. Yeah. Random Wikipedia article. about this is school. <laughs> Last time was a bit of a low for the, this section. Too, too many sports stats. Yeah, okay. too many sports yeah, stats. We only... need to get out of the sports yeah, way. So... We need to stay away from 2017. Yes. Stay what, away from what, sports and sports-related things. What is, what is things. with 2017 and single-line articles? Single-line articles, that's fine. Brevity is the yeah. soul of wit or something, that's the saying, I'm sure yeah. of it. Uh, I don't want to you know anything about anything related to... Uh, cartoon spin-offs of any gubbins <laughs> of any kind. Okay, right. right. You, you realise I have no control over this, right? <laughs> well, you say that, Dean. <laughs> well, yeah, good point. But there's, we're getting the same thing all the time, and it's all your main interests. Sport. <laughs> We've already said you love sport. Yeah, the Central African you, you, Republic. That Gabby Abonglehor reference you pulled out your arse earlier on was fucking tremendous. <laughs> don't you tell me you don't like sport. You knew Alan Hansen's number was five as well. <laughs> Cartoons. Surrounded by them all day long. You are a cartoon. <laughs> Number three. What was the other one? 2017. Best yeah. year of your life. <laughs> it wasn't a bad year, I'll be honest. But okay. All right. Here so we go. Contact us. No, no. Contact us. That's what we're doing. This is a section <laughs> where we contact <laughs> Wikipedia. I say, what's with these random articles? <laughs> Why is there a pattern we've got here, mate? Come on. Do you want another three quid? <laughs> sort it out, James. A nice little donation in for you. <laughs> random article. Here it goes. One, two, two one. Hey! Uh, <laughs> oh, great. God. Two words I can't say. Uh, the communist homaloxester is a moth in the family Gilakilidae. It was described by Edward Merrick in 1921. It's found in Zimbabwe. The wingspan is about 14 millimetres. The forewings are grey with a faint yellowish tinge and violet reflections. Right. The extreme coastal edge of, of a moth. <laughs> that seems an over-egg to put in a bit. Yeah, uh, is whitish from one-fifth to three-fifths. The hind wings are rather dark grey. Very interesting. Well, it's the first animal one. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Might be enough for that. And one of everybody's favourite animals, the moth. <laughs> the, um, the uh, I will say my... Uh, I do have a sort of a connection to moths. Do my, you? my mother has a 
a really strong phobia of moths. Really? She's Didn't very, know very, that. very uh, anti-moth. Good um, Lord. She said, I hate moths. I always have hated them. They just freak me out. And I think someone asked her, like, what do you think of butterflies? Just yeah. dressed up moths. <laughs> 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 she has no time for butterflies <laughs> because of their similarities of moths. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they could, one of the earliest uh, delved into psychotherapy for me was my mother telling me that uh, classic old school style that she did. She's had a phobia of moths. Maybe when she was really little, one flew in her face. She didn't know where it came from, but she's always, always had a real aversion to them. Right. Uh, so my grandfather, being the valley mining sort, goes, I'll sort this out. And when she was uh, just like playing with the fire one day, found a moth, grabbed it, and just grabbed her and threw it down her shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Very much a kill or cure approach. And uh, let's just say she went for the first option. <laughs> But absolutely apeshit, screaming, running out of the house. It's like, ah, no, stop, drop and roll, all that sort of stuff. And let's just say it didn't work. (laughs) If anything, made the situation much, much worse. So uh, that's my family linked to moths. (laughs) Not not fans, not fans. Let's have a look at this article. Now then, it was described by Edward Merrick. Does that mean he was the first one to find... Like this, and, and note it down. I think that's how it works. Yeah, I think obviously, you know, he, he, every American, I'm guessing, is not a native Zimbabwean. I think uh, he's the elephant man, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Could be related. This is an old photo. Uh, no, he's from. Mm, he doesn't look like Marlborough. an elephant. He looks he's more like a walrus. So, uh, he's from Marlborough. Yeah, uh, which is obviously not in Zimbabwe. So obviously, people in Zimbabwe. Oh, they've yeah, of course yeah. they've had it for years, but it takes a white Englishman to, of course, to, yeah, to it, identify it doesn't, actually, it doesn't exactly exist until you've written it down, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was the first one to see it and obviously label it and recognise it in yeah. our language, which makes it real. Yeah. Does it have a, a name in our in in our language, the um, language of the idiot? Yes, um, not because it would be on this article. Yeah, already, it should. It? Yeah, it's yeah. just got the Latin name, isn't it? Yeah. I'm gonna... I wonder if it was called something like uh, Grey Stephen or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, if you Google it, it just keeps bringing up... Uh, oh, but there's a little oh, picture pictures. of one. Incredibly small moth. Because yeah. I, I guess I didn't know until this point that they could be that small. I 14 millimetres. Yeah. It, it, of its wingspan is 14 yeah. millimetres. That's really nothing. small. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought that would be something else. I thought I think that would be a gnat. minimal size. Yeah. yeah. I don't oh. think it is a moth. Tell the bloody elephant man he's got to think again. <laughs> Tell the elephant man that's not a moth. <laughs> but you don't know what a moth is. We do. We don't do T-shirts yet, but if we do, I'm going to put that forward as a potential slogan. <laughs> Telling the Elephant Man about moths. <laughs> Is it too late to change the name of the podcast? I'm sure we can edit all that out. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you can retroactively change yeah. literally everything. Oh, welcome, listeners. Uh, good morning, friends. You're listening to <laughs> Tell the Elephant Man about a moth. My name's Simon. I'm here with Dr. Dean Burnett. Uh, we're going to discuss um, saucy sauce. Whatever it was. <laughs> The best of. Yeah. Although now I'm thinking if those little things we see in front of my lights at night are moths. I guess uh, they must be. You could be. We're going to have to get... Uh, you got a microscope, haven't you? You'd you think I would, wouldn't you? But, yeah. Uh, I'm lying on sort of. <laughs> yeah, and he thinks he's a scientist, listeners. <laughs> I had a bad you should strip that. yourself of the doctorhood. You're back down to mister. Thank you for saying of the doctorhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my punishment. I just got a strip right now. <laughs> Show me your moth, you dirty boy. <laughs> Get those miniature moths out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's moth eating. It's not a thing anymore. You still get people like that was one of those things growing up, like mothballs and having moths in your cupboard. That was yeah. like a staple of comics. Nothing. I've never seen anyone. No, do you know? I haven't seen a daddy long legs for at least pre-pandemic. I haven't seen a daddy long legs in yeah. my house for years. 
The What's one happened, place I saw them a lot was my in-laws downstairs toilet. All oh, right, yeah. They have a nice house in, mm. in London. Yeah. And uh, I never saw anyone else in the house, just their downstairs toilet. <laughs> I don't know what, were they coming up for the, the U-Bend? <laughs> Aquatic daddy long legs. But they all seem very dry when I saw them. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, yeah, but that's the last time I remember seeing one. So is that an insect lab again? Is that the... Uh, yeah, well, this is the thing, isn't it? Mm. Uh, people saying that um, you used to like you go out drive in the summer on a, on a sunny day, and you'd have your windscreen just be covered in flies. Yeah, and that's true. Like yeah. that. That's not happening anymore. No, that's, that's a sign of um, could be climate well, change. I think that could also be a car thing, though. Because obviously, they're a lot more aerodynamic now. Oh, so they're flying over the car. Yeah, because obviously, in the old days the cars were really square and flat, weren't they? Yeah, so yeah. a lot more sturdy. So it's like hitting them with a shovel, and now yeah. it's like uh, I was like doing trying yeah. to sort of hit them with a cloth. Yeah, <laughs> one of those cloth cars. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> my beautiful cloth car, <laughs> super environmentally friendly. Yeah, Hong Kong. <laughs> it's made of old tea towels. Yeah, yeah. Just wiping my feet on it. <laughs> well, wait, that's the second time it's said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so back to the moth. Let's have yeah. a look at this moth. Yeah. Not an unpleasant looking little thing. Oh, I don't like it. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's a different one. I don't think that's the same. One. Yeah. I want to see this the article. Tell me more about um, the moth from Wikipedia because it is <laughs> remember the random Wikipedia article, not yes, Google pictures moth. of moths. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the wingspan. No, wingspan. Yeah, millimeters. That's really small. Um, Fourteen millimeters. Four God, I know moths are four wings. Two, I think, is that... 40 is one centimetre and four millimetres. Yeah. So that's about that much. That's bloody tiny. It's not a moth. Yeah. Do you have butterflies that small? Uh, click on know? contact us, Dean. We need to let Wikipedia know that this isn't a moth. <laughs> <laughs> Dear James, well... <laughs> I, I think we've, we might have exhausted this whole article. Let's go, let's go backwards again now. Uh, I think it's not really a lot more to there, say. There's, some, yeah, there's a little box over the right there. Now then. Uh... Scientific. No, no, it's just more Latin, which I don't understand, listeners. Yeah. Um, Kingdom Animalia, Phylum Anthropoda, Insecta, Lepidoptera. Uh, Lepidopterist. Lepidopterist. Yep. Um, <laughs> shall we have a look at um, Edward Merrick again? Yeah, let's have a look at him. He's, yeah. Uh, he does get his own article. Oh, yeah, article. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hang on. He come from a Welsh clerical family. Oh, there we go, see? Yeah, there we are. I always find him moths, yeah. Yeah, we should have known. <laughs> told us it's uh, Yeah, he is English, though. He was born in England. So my statement earlier on about um, the English being good at moth finding stands up. <laughs> Edit that in. <laughs> Edit that back in. Um, we're pretty much 100% sure that he isn't the elephant man, though, are we? <laughs> well... I mean, I'm going to say 90%, because yeah. uh, there's always some ambiguity. I mean, he is. He might, he might have killed John Lennon, for all I know. That's, oh. He never denied it. Do the, do, uh, he hasn't denied it, you're right. <laughs> no, Smell your it. nightmare, Edward Merrick. <laughs> yeah. I do find, like, the the naming system scientists have, like, it's... Obviously, they didn't bother giving this one an anglicised name, but... But then I think... Well, it's only 1.4 one centimetres, yeah, exactly. so what's the point? Don't even so like, bother giving it a Latin name. <laughs> just <laughs> just twat the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> with a tea towel yeah. sticks of feet <laughs> speaking of spelling like this I've often thought that about uh, like, which scientist was the first person to see a creature which is literally the biggest thing to ever exist the biggest individual animal organism like wow look at that blue <laughs> 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 really 
<laughs> That's what you're taking away from the. <laughs> it's like 90 feet long. I can go blue, that is. <laughs> We've already got a big whale. <laughs> we don't. Unless I died out, I guess. But, uh, so. Yeah. Do you remember um, our teacher in school, our headmaster in primary school, told us that uh, the blue whale was extinct, didn't he? Yeah, I'm held back. Yeah. I remember this vividly because I don't must have told you this when. Um, me and my wife first got together. She was like she'd been travelling, and I hadn't because it's not something we do where we come from. But uh, she's more uh, cultural background than I do. And she said about a trip to Australia, and she said, "Yeah, we're on the boat, and we saw uh, some humpback whales." I said, "What really?" And she said, "Yeah, so humpback whales." Said, yeah. Said, you tell the papers. Said, no. You should tell the papers. Said, Why? Because you discovered humpback whales again. What are you talking about? They've been extinct, but they haven't. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, what else? What else have I been lying to about? <laughs> what else? What? <laughs> the foundation of my knowledge are crumbling. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so this article, Dean, yeah. I've enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah. I'm glad uh, all of my um, uh, stipulations about things I did not want to see, they were met. <laughs> so <laughs> Wikipedia, you're back in my good books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Call, contact them again, Dean. Send them another message <laughs> saying, well done. Yeah, we approve of that recent one. Thank yeah. you, but we are taking notes. We're watching you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we We've are. got our eye on you, whale. <laughs> if that is your name, old blue whale, do you exist? <laughs> James Whale. Imagine seeing the biggest creature in the world and just saying, oh, we'll call that one James. <laughs> anyway, three out of five. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give it four out of five. Oh! Yeah, because, uh, you know, as uh, a sort of... But your mother hates moths. I know. She'd be disgusted with you. Take but, it back down to three. All right, five, three out of five. Thank you, Christ. For the sake of my mother. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this, do I see what I'm dead for you then? Edit that out. <laughs> no, you love that. Leave oh, it. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, another episode done, Dean. Yeah, good, good. We were very valid use of our time, this, I think. I think so. And yours, listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You love it. Uh, yeah. Feel free to just drive your car to the sea now. <laughs> Or you can stick around for another week and see what absolute guff we talk about next week. Up to you. (laughs) The choice is yours. (laughs) Anyway, goodbye.